Hello, and thank you for choosing Red Thread Podcast for your news and information purposes. We've got a wonderful episode for you. That's the Royal We, Randy. I've got a great episode here that was blessed enough to record with Nico of Upstate Unconventional. Uh, He had me on the other day, and it was an amazing time and some wonderful topics. Uh, But I'll let you all figure it out. So dive in with us as we get into the weird and the unconventional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. Tonight, I have a very special guest. I've uh, He's new to the podcast community, and I've actually been on a couple uh, roundtable discussions. Shout out to um, Ghost at my Third Eye podcast. We've been on a few talks at the Tavern. Uh, he's the host of the Red Thread podcast. Uh, he goes by Random Randy. Randy, how are you doing tonight, man? Doing really well, Nico. Doing really well. It's awesome to speak with you, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude. And it's it's funny because it's like in those roundtable talks, you, um, you you're kind of like me, too. We'll just throw out little stuff here and there, but we don't always get to really flesh out a whole <laughs> thought. And it's like, wait, I want to go back to what Randy said, you know, like, let's let's sit on that for a minute. But <clears throat> yeah, no was... worries. yeah, dude, it's it's like that's why I started creating podcasts was because, you know, there's there's all these little pieces of information that if you're talking to a group of people, you're chomping at the bit a little bit, you know? And at first it felt like, Oh, I better write this stuff down or, you know, record myself saying these ideas and concepts. So like the first couple of my episodes are just a compilation of thoughts like that, but now it's kind of a smooth, seamless thing. And it's an easier uh, dissemination of information to discuss something with somebody than to just, you know, present. Yeah. I mean, some people are killer at presentations. I mean, Matt is phenomenal over at um, Great Deception. Dude, he's got some killer presentations on the old world. And like, I just, I like to think that I have enough patience with myself to do that, but I haven't quite got there yet. <laughs> Dude, I was an English teacher for about five years and I, I'm so sick of presenting material. <laughs> I just want to talk to people. <laughs> But um, going back to one of your, your your first episode, you were talking, and I, I feel the same way about this. And it, it, you kind of put it into perspective. You kind of said that like podcasting is like an oral tradition, a new form of oral tradition, and you're doing this to kind of leave a legacy for your son. And it just kind of struck me. I was like, yeah, I because my son is four, and he loves kind of hearing some of my stories that you know are on the podcast. Some of them scare him, and he's like, oh, I don't want to hear that, or don't tell that one again. But it's just such a cool concept because it is, it's like, I could sit down and write a journal and he could find it one day, or I could save all these on a flash drive and he could just re-listen to it. And, and, and the fact too, that it is knowledge for the future generations, if the censorship and stuff like that continues in the way it goes. But yeah, I just, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. A hundred percent. Well, I mean, and not just that, um, you know, you have, you're able to, change volume and tone of voice depending on what you're talking about and that's a lot of what we lose in translation anymore especially with text messages and you know blogs and things like that Um, we lose the feeling behind it even more than has already been lost because the language itself has been you know just destroyed language in general you know um yeah so it's nuts man but yeah it's just kind of to to not only leave a legacy but to 
create a legacy <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. i mean so right. that that manifestation that kind of side of it really comes into play and the only way to demonstrate that um you know effectively to any young person is by doing it you know <laughs> kind of like we're all told growing up um you know uh you want to lead by example so exactly you know i don't want my son or any people young people his age to be closed off to the world or be closed off to ideas and yes here <laughs> sorry about that he's addicted to the black mirrors in the world so he's got to yeah. use mine while i'm on here <laughs> My son is the same way. When we take the iPad away, he only, he only gets it for half hour to an hour tops a day. And when you take that thing away, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude. We've been working on that for probably since he was five. So about five years <laughs> and yeah, the black mirrors got it hooks, got it hooks in all of us, dude. I mean, oh, it does. I'm no better. I'm the same way. That's why I kind of took a break from Instagram. I'm just, I'm not really posting on there. I use it for communication and things like that, but yeah, no doubt, just, dude. But yeah, so I, I dig the the concept uh, and the naming of your show um, <laughs> makes perfect sense. And I'm like, dang, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that, well, I don't know, I've got my own direction. I would have loved a name similar to that just to encompass every unconventional is that's everything that makes up this community, man. Exactly. <laughs> so, and I was going to focus just on the paranormal, but I didn't want to just be like you know presenting cases of stuff and having guests on and things like that but i, I love the paranormal uh but yeah it just I, and i love alliteration too so it just right kind on. of fit together definitely definitely so so yeah i mean on on the note of of paranormal and things like that um there were a few things that that i was wanting to kind of point out and discuss and um one kind of goes on the back of of something called egregore energy which is thought forms and it's considered an occult terminology or an occult term when you look it up on wikipedia that's what it says um but basically if uh enough people focus their intent on a certain thought form or idea um essentially it it comes to life maybe not in a physical material sense like we're all used to seeing trust the science blah 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 but um it essentially gains energetic momentum on its own and you know like we kind of touched just briefly before we we got on here um satan is is probably the most well-known egregore because nobody has seen you know the red man with goat legs like nobody's like had dinner at his house you know what i mean but tons and tons of people freaking uh adore and praise and sacrifice and i mean so that's just hella freaking energy going to this egregore so that's the the reason that exists (laughs) that satan exists is simply because people People willed it to be yeah right and uh i mean it it can go even smaller than that you know like you live in a uh, town or whatever and there's that house that's kind of run down enough people start saying it's haunted you know weird shit might start happening there (laughs) yeah and you know i wonder a lot if like a lot of these ghost hunters out there um are you know they they vibe with the paranormal or they wouldn't most of them wouldn't be doing uh ghost hunts and stuff right so that has its own energy when you have that kind of a belief or understanding um and are able to kind of see through that little bit of the veil yourself and say you bring a couple friends in on it 
and you get them all stoked about it and get, you know, get them rolling along. This is why people who believe wholeheartedly, like with their soul, have uh, have events in their lives, have paranormal events, have um, even things like alien abductions, aside from the really like malicious ones that probably like some shadow government does. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I think that there are those nuts yeah. and bolts type abductions that are, you know, drug slash force induced on people um kind of ties into the whole like deep underground military base thing which you know is pretty scary stuff to look into if you're not prepared for it but um like on on the term egregore is, is essentially outlining almost everything that we hold dear to ourselves um including the idea of uh things like logos you know, um, and I mean, everything curses ghosts, this can all be summed up in this one term. So it's, it's pretty crazy that it's considered an occult term. You know what I mean? So, so it's considered an unconventional thought in itself. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's so funny. You brought up curses and things like that, because I, I just watched something kind of unrelated to all this, but they were saying how um, they just did like a survey and they told people that they would have a curse on them. And it was like overwhelmingly like 99% of the people were just like, no, like they, they chose, they, these are people that don't believe in magic or anything like that, but they still chose to not have that curse on them. Like just for their own mental frame of mind, like kind of like a chain letter, you know, like you remember those when they used yeah. to actually be in the mail, mm-hmm. <laughs> not like there's email ones now, I think mm-hmm. maybe not anymore. They're just straight up viruses now, but um, right. Yeah, like chain letters, man. Send this to 100 people or else a curse will fall on you. So like right. just that energy develops a momentum of its own. And like, and that's a really, yeah, that's something more people I think are familiar with if they're not allowing themselves to believe that, you know, we can will things into existence, that demons, spirits, you know, God is real, that sort of thing. So if you're a hell around earther, ball earther, <laughs> and even you don't believe in you know, fairies ever existing or demons or, you know, giants or any of this stuff, you still believe, you know, in certain things. And, and uh, and kills me, man, about like the (laughs) giants and stuff. It's like, we believe there was giant lizards. You know, most people believe there was giant lizards on the planet, but you can't fathom that maybe humans were a little bigger at some point. They've done such a great job in stomping all this info out or making it. They didn't even get rid of the information. This is what we're finding out now, especially about a lot of things kind of in the area of Tartaria or that, you know, area of focus, area of intent. Um, You know, the information's always been there about these giants, about the mounds about everything it's they were so skilled and adept at raising and completely brainwashing so many generations before us that um i think this is why you know the internet is maybe getting away from them in that sense that we're all able to Mm -hmm. communicate all this but they hold the keys they hold the cards you know when they can just flip a freaking switch at any moment and shut down this transfer of information so you know it has to have some value uh, for their particular type of like egregores, you know, their particular type of energetic manifestations. So, um, you know, whether we're doing their job for them by discussing and digging up a lot of this information is yet to be seen. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, as far as curses go, like, you know, the Japanese 
uh, believe that the curse is just an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just an emotion that it maintains its place in space and time, essentially, and stays with something, with somebody um, in an area, you know, based on some traumatic event or something that ripples through time. So, um, and a lot of, uh, this is what Westerners probably most likely call ghosts. You know, uh, it's a, it's a similar thing. And there are different types of ghosts or entities. There are like residual ghosts that repeat the same type of action over and over again. Um, just like there are curses that bring a certain effect over and over again. Look at the movie, the ring, right? That's kind of a blown up idea of what a curse is and can do. Um, realistically, I think that curses are much more subtle in their nature, which is why, you know, most people don't, people aren't, they don't like to give up their control of what they consider real and true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in order to look at something and say, okay, this curse has got me, you have to be willing to look at your own thoughts and emotions. <laughs> and most people just don't want to do that. You know what it's I mean? The shadow work, man. I didn't. Yeah, dude. And that's crazy that you bring up the term shadow work. So I was just thinking about this earlier. Um, you know, I, I'm leaning pretty heavily into the, the light work side of things. And, you know, I have come up against a couple barriers and, and really looked into what the next step is. Um, and it's, yeah, what you're bringing up shadow work. It's digging into the details that are uncomfortable about yourself, about the world, about others. And I think a lot of us, a lot of people right now are, are doing this, you know, and it's like almost, was this an inadvertent effect of these lockdowns? People well, suddenly have to work on themselves. I think it was. And I think they didn't expect that. I think they overestimated it, but you lock people away. They do it to, you know, maybe weaken our immune systems or just keep us separated. But what the human spirit will survive, you start digging deep and you start figuring out you know, I know so many people that they took this lockdown as an opportunity to pursue a career that they didn't have or do a hobby that has now turned into a career or they've done something else. And yeah, I, I, I think it kind of backfired. I think they got a lot of people, but I think those who were willing, it backfired on them and they made, you know, lemonade, yeah, lemonade, <laughs> lemonade, out sure, of lemons. for sure. And these are the, these are the supposedly 46% that, that aren't jabbed up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they gave them that however long until they could come out with, with these, these jabs and a certain population that they weren't expecting used that time to look within and research and get versed on all this stuff to where now you've got, what is it? Was it in Kazakhstan, you've got this uprising. Is that where that is? Or Turkey? I think, I think it Turkey is Kazakhstan. Or, yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, I don't know if it's just all a ploy. It's on a Russian news network, but not ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's it's nuts, dude. Wild times we're living in. And it's just kind of one of those like buckle down and and connect with those that bring energy or help you work through things in life. And um and kind of leave the rest by the wayside. And hopefully a lot of us don't get caught up in this, this imposing rebellion that's to be cast upon us. You know what I mean? I hope it doesn't turn out like, uh, like star Wars where we're just like whittled down to nothing. And then suddenly the force comes back strong unless, <laughs> unless that's where we are <laughs> right now. And we're that- in the spot where the minority is gaining spirituality which is dangerous to these people in control 
you know, you are the Jedi and it, but that kind of <laughs> goes back to the egregore thing. If enough people believe we're, you know, we're in that state, <clears throat> we could very well, but I, I tend to think, I try to think more positively, stay out of the low vibes and just say like, cause I, cause I see it every day. I see more and more people waking up and it's the subtle stuff, you know, like, Oh, you can't do this now. And like with the Kazakhstan thing, from my understanding, it's when they, you know, started messing with people's monies with the bank, you know? Yeah. That, they had to have the, a, a QR code to get their money out of the bank. And they were like, fuck no. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. It's funny though, because what is money? It's promissory notes. Give them their fucking promissory notes. What the fuck? Like it's all a power flex and people could see that people know that they're finally figuring out that this fiat currency system is rigged. And they're like, wait a minute, you won't let us get our rigged money out. Like we're already on the fucking hook for all this money, you know, right. investing, toiling away all this stuff into your system. Right. Give it's me my fucking a- money, dude. Like, nope, we better buy into this one more system. This, this, we're going to shut off your crown chakra virus is what mm-hmm. it is. And they've turned successfully turned a lot of people off completely. Just shut that that connection down. And I don't know. I don't know if these people were NPCs to begin with. And by NPC, I hope nobody takes offense. Um, some of these people perhaps are people just just aren't very developed in their spiritual journey, you know, that sort of thing, or they've had some situations and shit happen where they shut down completely. And you know, I I respect that. And I'm compa- I've got compassion for these people. Um, but at some point you just have to, you know, call an apple an apple, right? Like um, if they're not <laughs> achieving anything, but buying into these, these concepts that have been set up to control us all, then they're feeding the beast. They're just food for these freaking these entities yeah. and these concepts. Yeah. So, and, and I, I do believe that, you know, a lot of people are, just that you know but i do see a lot of other people that i would have considered an npc two years ago are starting to like have thought and starting to have opinions <laughs> and i was just talking with matt about this on the episode we recorded it's like the, the term npc is just so interesting because i feel like i'm an npc to a lot of people <laughs> like when i go into places and stuff i'm just because we all repeat patterns no matter what like I'm just that weird guy that shows up and like cleans cars at the dealership and stuff. Like I don't interact right, with these yeah, people. No like, even though yeah, I think I'm, I'm just have, a... <laughs> I have right. all, all these enlightened thoughts in my head and I'm doing this and that, but it's like to someone else that's looking at me like, who the hell is that weirdo that comes in on, you know, Wednesdays and Fridays. and does this? Right. No doubt, dude, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, I get more of the look like, like I'm just that, yeah, like that token, ridiculous smiling guy, <laughs> right. you know, like, like, and it, it, it takes people back. It's the weirdest thing. Like you would think people would be cool. Like if you're trying to bring, you know, <laughs> happiness and joy into the day, but boy, people have a really, really hard time. And um, most of the people that have a hard time with, with, you know, being able to relax and smile are these same people that are double masking in their cars by themselves Fucking, I saw a guy running the other day. Fucking running, dude, <laughs> with a mask on. I'm like, are you trying to fucking kill yourself? Right. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know. I, I, I uh, see it. I see it all the time, too. And it, it is what it is. You know, you just have the, to pray for these people and hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, you know, this, this uh, thing, this system is, is, genius absolutely genius man i mean it's on the back of 
um, ideologies and, and ways of living that saw witches as a problem, <laughs> you know, and killed all of these, these female priestesses, basically, you know, it's on the back of that is where we're currently are. It's grown out of that beast, you know? So it's, you know, it's no surprise. It's absolutely wow. no surprise that, that this is as effective as it is, even if it's as obviously ridiculous, you know, upside down clown world um, as it is uh, it, it's, it's nuts and shit. And they're going to freaking throw CERN back on again next, what next month. So, and so that's March. if they haven't turned it off, uh, you know, right, if they right, ever right. turned it off, I don't know that they have um, either that or who knows, like, I like to hope in, in my, like, in my heart of hopes that at some point, like the good, uh, you know, uh, benevolent entities will take over and flip certain around for good. And all of a sudden it'll be new earth or some shit, <laughs> you know, like that's always an awesome hope in the back of my mind. I'm like, but you know, it's going to take this, this mass uh, choice for yeah. something like that to happen, you know, and a lot of people are thoroughly invested in feeding their energy to these situations and things going on. So, um, and I think that similar things to this have happened in the past and maybe caused people to commit suicide or, um, you know what I mean? end their lives prematurely. And then that's where like these curses come from, you yeah, know, and, and then goes back to Japan with that suicide forest and that cursed forest and stuff like that. And uh, what was I going to say before I lose the thought? I, I often wonder if CERN is even real, you know, like, or is it just like what you said? They just put all this. Or is it in. just a, is it just a Hadron Collider? Right. <laughs> like it's only there for the experiments and we're blowing right. it up and calling right. it a Hellgate. <clears throat> and it's all because of this ceremony that uh, they did. Right. You know? and, it's just so bizarre. And then back to like the witches too. I just saw a meme on this. It's like, you know, we're taught that, you know, they burn the, all these witches, but we're not taught to like, look at these people lighting women on fire. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's just accepted. Right. Like, sure, Oh, they were cool. the good guys. Yeah. Oh, they burned the bad. Witches, and and but... these are the places, these are the people that we're going to go and visit their uh, location every Sunday and freaking pay tithes and offerings to these fucking maniacs who murdered and murdered and murdered some more and continue to murder and freaking abuse and all this stuff. And that's the part of that is what makes me wonder if a lot of what we know as humanity is just um, like are literally of a mindset and a spirituality that's livestock that mm -hmm. maybe their spark was broken apart too many times and spread out to too many different families or people, you know, um, or like the population on the planet is such, and maybe this is done for a reason that, um, you know, once you get past a certain population, maybe, maybe other entities don't want to cycle into this reality anymore. You know, they're just like, right. no, I'm good. So you start breaking other, you know, spirits down. And um, this is the crazy thing about, uh, I was watching a TED talk um, and it was about uh, the quantum computer D-Wave, the, the quantum computer that they use to make these multi-dimensional calculations, right? Like they reach into other dimensions and he, here's how he put it. He said, we reach into other dimensions and retrieve resources and bring those resources back through to our side. This is how he put it. Right. And all like my intuition was telling me is Randy, 
He's talking about souls, bro. He's talking about spirits. He's talking about energies. He's talking about these people have become adept and are okay with pulling shit back from the ether, you know, um, because a 2D screen or a computer representation is just a flat representation of something ethereal, you know, that doesn't exist in our plane. So you have to consider it that, yes, there are like lower vibration entities, um, like, you know, demons or whatever people want to call them, bad vibes, bad juju. You know, you look at that voodoo and the terminology there is pretty spot on. You have, you know, you have voodoo and you have juju, right? It's like the voodoo is is the more powerful, some most often light side of it. And juju is like, you have bad juju. <laughs> and that's synonymous with um with this negative kind of uh entities. But so they're they're reaching through this quantum gate, this this D-wave computer, this crazy fucking piece of equipment that's probably something like that movie Lucy at the very end, you know, where <laughs> she becomes like this massive supercomputer and then spits out a freaking thumb drive that's got like all the knowledge for the world on it and then just disappears and turns into to just dust. <laughs> you know, so what if something like that already happened? And uh we're just uh that's why it's crazy world because these things came through and they they took over and they're like, no, nah, listen, we it shouldn't make sense to people, fuck people, you know. So it's just this all-out AI battle going on. Like, um, like that's like literally the spiritual battle that used to maybe take place here when we had the Tartarian energy structures. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty big into looking at these cymatic type structures. And what I mean by that is they resemble like the rose windows in some of these uh, cathedrals, the ceilings. Um, they're very fractal in nature. You know, they're very geometric and fractal. And I think this has something to do with why they have destroyed all of these buildings and, and these places is to disengage our realm from this other realm um, that was connected with earth at one time. If you look at Norse mythology, you have the rainbow bridge. Um, and this is the case in a lot of mythologies. There was a time when heaven was also on earth, you know, or um, in the Vedic, you have when, you know, different entities were battling in the sky. You know what I mean? Um, blue six-armed, you know, gods and elephant gods and all these different things. And the way that this information is conveyed to us, it's as a first-hand account, usually. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. So instead of writing a fiction like we do nowadays, that's in like a third-person account. A lot of this stuff was in a first person account. I did this, you know, such and such happened, blah, 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 you know? And so that's something to pay attention to, you know, especially when it comes to like the Norse mythology of these ice giants. And I mean, it goes on and on. And now we're seeing in this alien subculture, these same things, but called different aliens from different star systems. You know, you have the ones from Aldebaran who are, giant and are of a bluish color and have big eyes and those could be the ice giants supposedly they live in aldebaran which is the next ring out from our little earth sphere ring whatever um that's if you subscribe to the bubbles on bubbles theory i'm pretty pretty into that because i had a, a meditative moment my first one ever like three years ago 
And that was the answer I got back. And then I've, I've heard it brought up since then. So my mind just exploded. You know, the first time I heard that from like an outside source after hearing it from within, it was pretty brutal. (laughs) I about shit my pants. I'm not going to lie. I was at work. I just had to walk out and laugh hysterically. I was like, what? (laughs) And it was mind blowing because I heard it uh, phrased like, um, you know, the universe is bubbles on bubbles. I heard a phrase like that by, um, uh, what's his name? Bigelow, Rob Bigelow, Robert Bigelow. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was on the Joe Rogan experience when I was listening to this. So, I mean, I was like, what? So this guy's pretty mainstream. And then I was like wondering, man, did I just like think this up enough to somehow will it to have been said on this show? Like, and at some point that's true. Uh, you know, at some yeah. point it's so true that like, we are all just one and the same. Um, these are other things I've kind of meditated on that. We're just, we're all fractals. And that's why I've got my name, random fracts on there. Cause I'm just a random fractal, like the rest of us, dude. Like, right. But it's, it's <laughs> so true pieces. with that. It's so true. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've thought of like funny memes and then within a day or two, I'll see the, almost verbatim what I thought in my head. And it's like, God damn, why didn't I think of that? You know, why didn't yeah, I or why, why didn't I, I put that out there quicker? Right, like right. And yeah, it's like, and <clears throat> I beat myself up like that all the time. I'll listen to a podcast, and this podcast will have just come out like freaking a day before that. And this is a thought I had the week before, but didn't it's the one I didn't write down or didn't record right. for my episode, <laughs> right. you know. And but it's so cool to see that. That's why, like, I've kind of pivoted and pivoted freaking business terminology is so stupid (laughs) anyway i had to pivot you know and Mm -hmm. and, uh well no and that goes reaching out to people because we're all tapped into this man we're all tapped into this crazy fucking awesome energy knowledge bubble Mm -hmm. and but like we've all only got the key to that first door (laughs) and each of our doors is different and yeah. Um, I mean, the, the whole doorways thing is, is kind of cultish too, you know, occultish. Um, like you look at Monsters, Inc., you know, how they're, they're pulling back energy from the other side. These monsters are. So why wouldn't it work in reverse? Right. You know what I mean? We're pulling energy from these monsters through these doors, like D-Wave computers or CERN. Um, and so I think that they're just, if CERN is anything, it's their version of like an all-enclosed uh, ethereal energy kind of a gate or, or something mm-hmm. um, like you had the Montauk project where supposedly they had a chair, um, you know, the, that people could sit in and manifest whatever they came up with. And like this dude manifested some crazy fucking monster and it went around and tore up the whole fucking uh, the lab and like a bunch of this air force base where it happened. I think it was in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. or something. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent on that, but yeah, the Montauk project. And um, so like just hearing those stories come out. And so, you know, that they've got something, man, that they're, they're pulling stuff from. And then to hear that on a Ted talk, uh, this tech dude just talking about, yeah, we just pull, pull resources back from the other side, the other side of what dude, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you really know what you're messing with? And I think the short answer is, yeah, they know what they're messing with. And this is what, why it's got such a lock on everybody because it is that powerful of a manifestation. I mean, uh, enough to cause negative entities like ghosts to, to happen. You know, if you impose negativity, negativity on somebody, 
their entire life and they're miserable, like that's how a curse is spawned. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's part of that. Um, But I don't know. Paranormal, I think for a long time was like lumped together as like straight up ghostbusters. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Bigfoot aliens, everything was, you know, it, you're programmed to think about it a certain way. And I, I think that's been the biggest problem, but um, it's also kind of, you know, I don't know. I try to turn it into a strong point. Like I got all this quote unquote useless information from all these movies and all this shit that, you know, I've watched and absorbed and listened to. And like, for the longest time, like anybody around would be like, Oh, you know, there's not, it's just a movie, blah, blah, blah. It's fake. Why are you wasting your time? You're nerding out Mm -hmm. this and that. Right. (laughs) But then uh, these are the same people that you see like a jealous spark in their eye. When you talk about something outlandish happening to you, (laughs) you know, in all sincerity. And you're like, yeah, man. (laughs) And they're like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Jaw drops. You could see the jealousy in their eyes. They're like, and it's like, well, you know, you're the same person that always told me, man, that can't happen. It's not real, blah, blah, blah. But now you're looking at me like you wish you had a taste of this craziness that I just call existence, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that everyone has had some type of paranormal or spiritual experience at some point in their life. And, and whether or not they were open to it at the time or they, a, a lot of people just choose to shut it off, you know? They can't yeah, or there. they start drinking or, or right. doing drugs. And like, you know, I, I came to realize over the last few years that that was a lot of my my problem was that I'm I'm sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, not just in a boohoo, I'm gonna go cry. It's my party. <laughs> kind of way. Like in, in an empath <laughs> way, right? Yeah. And and I'm I had never really stepped into that power until very recently and, and switched it from a curse to a power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like just if I notice that I pick up on things and people, all right, pay attention. So over the last few years, I've managed to stop using stuff, you know, which is fantastic. Um, but it didn't lend any credence necessarily to my credibility within my personal circles, <laughs> right. you know, because everyone's like, oh, he, that dude's just crazy. He done way too many drugs. He never came back. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's he's broken. <laughs> you can't save him. He hears voices in his head. <laughs> you know, he's schizophrenic, blah, blah, blah. And the more uh, I step back and understand their point of view, the more I see a different point of view, too. It's like, I wonder outright if anybody who's schizophrenic is actually ill. I, I think that they're just tuned in a lot of them. Uh, I had a conversation with a schizophrenic dude when I was on Salvia one time, and it was the most meaningful conversation I probably ever had in my life. Cause he knew what I was talking about. I don't even know that I was using words, dude. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, I was in that, that freaking wicked sage moment, bro. That Salvia is no joke, dude. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he and I were talking. I don't even know that we exchanged words, but he was standing next to me the whole time. And it was weird because nobody else around was in the trip, you right. know, basically at the time, just the schizophrenic dude was in there. <laughs> I never met him before that day, but he was in that with me. And I was just like, dude, I felt so um, like attached to this person spiritually. It was the wildest thing. Like, you know, um, I've done salvia a couple of times and it's like, laugh your ass off, maybe puke. <laughs> and then that's it. Like, but like, I don't know this time I must've been in the right headspace. Maybe he was amplifying it or something, but it was insane, dude. <laughs> like I said, I don't think words were even exchanged. And so these little glimpses of like the astral or what's really going on um, 
are awesome. And, and unless you're in a certain part in your life, like where you can appreciate that and kind of pull from it, mm-hmm. you know, use it as a resource and pull from the other side, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, not, not everybody, maybe not everybody gets to that point at all in their life, you know, which is unfortunate, but instead of like being sad for them, I just hold that energy, you know, uh, for myself and for these people also, you know, mm-hmm. so, so like kind of em- embraced the crazy, especially since I stopped using, cause it's like, <laughs> this is just how I am, man. In order to be happy, yeah. I have to explore this stuff. I have to, you know what I mean? Dive in, not just take my toes in the water. Um, otherwise it doesn't, it doesn't do my soul justice. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I was literally losing sweet sleep for quite a period of time, like not due to drugs, but due to not wanting to confront and compute all of this information, whether it be about history or spirituality. And this is why I named my podcast Red Thread Podcast, because it all ties together with like a nice, neat little red string, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a detective or, and I've said this before, but like kind of like a detective or a crazy person has that, that wall mm-hmm. in their room with all the photos with the string, just yeah. attaching all of them. And it means something to that person, but it don't mean shit to anyone else. <laughs> if they right, walk but- in there, they look at it and they think you're crazy. But these are the ideas we've been conditioned to have about people, other people, our friends, our family. You know, we're conditioned mm-hmm. to look at these people like they're nuts. And uh, for the longest time, that conditioning in others really prevented me from from stepping into life, you know, and it's super effective the way they've got this stuff set up. And especially when you look at media and like, all right, the ghost, ghost hunters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, paranormal encounters. They've done such a disservice to first of all bigfoot enthusiasts they've completely just railroaded these people and made them look like complete shams and pieces of garbage and you know luckily a lot of these guys are level-headed enough and in their selves you know and able to resonate high enough that they shine through it and continue doing what they love which Mm -hmm. is is probably you know something that kind of keeps these big feet communicating and keeps them around is because these people have that vibration, mm-hmm. you know, when they're, when they're out in these forests and they're, and they're hooting at these, where if these uh big feet and you know what I mean? Interacting with them, tree knock and all this stuff, their vibes are up there, you know, so they're able to shine through to the other side where maybe this Bigfoot is and get a response back. Um, right. You know, um, it's almost as if Bigfoot, like some people claim to have like seen the big feet, but I, there's one guy that was on ghosts podcast and he was talking about, about, um, actually seeing like, like the eye socket structure mm. and like, you know, the sign, like the face of Bigfoot, which was super intriguing. Cause not too many people, um, come away with very descriptive details about literally like the face of Bigfoot. So that was pretty cool. It it made me have to stop and reconsider my stance, which for a long time, my Bigfoot stance was like, oh, it's just ethereal. You know what I mean? Time shifting freaking giant, right? Like uh, this is why like pops in and out and stuff. Um, But then, you know, more evidence comes around. You hear certain people's descriptions and things. Um, So maybe these people are just in a better like tune with these big feet, if they can actually see their faces and stuff like that. So their energy itself maybe has something to do with it, which is pretty cool. Um, 
but it's nuts how Bigfoot ties into like Tartaria and these old structures for me anyway. Um, a, a pretty recent thought that I had about Bigfoot is the reason that you got to go out to these forests and go out in the middle of nowhere in order to encounter these things is because these forests grew on top of antiquities. Mm. Um, you know, there's uh, descriptions in uh, in like some of the Smithsonian books and so on. And I know Smithsonian's just a sham. I should probably do an entire episode dedicated to uh, like debunking them as a society because I've got there a couple of their books. And it says in the preface, <laughs> and they tell you that the whole point of this association or, or institution is to pretty much create knowledge and spread it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they're not shy about saying the stuff either. It's it's right there for you. But if you're your average run of the mill layman and you're not really into verbiage or into understanding what can be meant when things are said a certain way, then Word you magic. might just look past it. Yeah. If if you are captive of the spell, you won't see the spell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like I never saw any of this crap until I, you know, freed myself essentially and open, open my mind kind of like, um, you know, quato and freaking <laughs> total recall to open your mind. <laughs> so, so yeah, that always stuck with me. You got to open your mind, but um, yeah. So, so all of these forests are, are growing on top of, you know, what were old infrastructure. So old energetic temples. And I mean, all this, these uh, doorways, like the Arc de Triomphe um, in France is, is symbolic, supposedly, you know, a, a doorway to another realm, but uh I really believe and and just kind of feel and what I'm into into tells me that no, at one point, whether you want to call it in time or space or in a different dimension, this reality, this realm that we live in was attached, you know, to the heavens and attached to the underworld and perhaps yeah. still is. We're just not privy to it. So we don't see it, you know, um, and then the people that do begin to see it and open their eyes, um, and this is where like aliens kind of come into it. It's very similar kind of thing because in order to have these like CE five um, protocol experiences, there's Dr. Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer. I think he's, mm-hmm. he's like the, the lead uh, voice in this right now. Um, and he's one of those people that pushes disclosure, but he's talking about it in a different way. He's not talking about nuts and bolts craft disclosure he's talking about the disclosure that we are in contact with entities and always have been and we can do it ourselves like yeah and so he's got this protocol it's like a meditation protocol so basically you've got to know yourself well enough to be able to find a state of meditation and detach yourself from you know your your eyes but also detach yourself from your heart so that you're kind of up in here and and able to like pull from the energies of your entire body and accumulate them into like one massive feeling of in this particular case um he talks about it having to be a a feeling of tranquility and peace uh, in order to get this to work like you have to be in a calm peaceful state in a happy mood. So usually it works best after a 
session, like a heavy session of meditation, maybe some chanting. Um, and they go out in groups and do this stuff in the desert and go out there and meditate. And then basically look up at the sky and ask that something, a sign show, and they'll point in a direction and show me something here. If you're out there, and then boop, 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 lights will just fire off up there in that, in that area. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh it's super mind-blowing because i was like okay you know once once i started meditating and vibing really really high and was able to kind of connect like emotionally connect with whether you want to call it your higher self um you know a lot of people struggle with the the naming and the titles of all this stuff mm-hmm. and unfortunately well i don't know fortunately unfortunately i think the reason it's such a well-kept secret is because titles have nothing to do with it. Right. <laughs> it doesn't right. matter what you call something. It's how you feel about it, you know? Exactly. And, and that's taken away from us, you know, in the English language, there are no good words for how you actually feel like different degrees of joy. You know what I mean? We have, we have lust, we have all the sins. Those are feelings, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the English language. So we've got all those. And on the other side, all we have is love. Right. And then you have like these sublets like cherish, adore, but those are more pointed at uh, ownership kind of capacity of love. You Mm -hmm. know, there's not a lot of material. Yeah. There's like almost nothing out there that's that really speaks to a heart, which is why you have to look in um, maybe not so much Latin, but that seems to be, you know, Italian, Latin, supposedly the language of love. I think that's because it was at least closer to where, where the heart is than English, but also a bastardized version of something that was more primal that, yeah. that came before in, in um, like meditative and, and kind of Eastern philosophy circles. There's a concept called the primordial um, mm-hmm. which is essentially the sound that all sounds came from It's the source. You know what I mean? Um, and a it's a beautiful, people's. yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, that's probably the closest term to, you know, aside from, cause God is even bastardized. It's not a man up in the sky. No. <laughs> you and know what I mean? It's when he spoke, you know, that's the, I say he, but it, you know, I, you know what I mean? It's like sound is what created all of this. And yes, yes. The voice English, of God. <laughs> English is the language of, uh, the angels, the angles and all this. So it's, it's just fascinating man like it's it's insane but just going off of the um what you were talking about with manifesting the aliens and stuff i i swear i've had something like that with bigfoot and because we can what you said too about like these uh places that are the forest is overgrown so where i live there is um just a weird there's like a shop right and then some stuff like little spots and then there's just this big patch of forest it's all state land it's all posted off no trespassing everything and it's so weird because <clears throat> it's very very eerie there you you pick up on some interesting vibes but behind the shop right they started building a highway right or, or a roadway and then on the other side about two miles up there's like a rotary and it leads to nowhere so there's like two spot two exits and then there's a third exit that leads directly into this forest that they just didn't build. So it's like a stopped off point there. Yeah. And it's just so bizarre because there's so many weird things that happen in this area. My wife and I have 
caught weird smells there driving by. And we had what I would consider a Bigfoot experience that I didn't know at the time. We just chalked it up to like a bear or some animal in the woods at a nature preserve that's only about three miles away. And what really uh, put this into perspective or made me believe that it was a Bigfoot experience is I was listening to an episode of Sasquatch Chronicles and someone literally described the road <laughs> that I we, we drive on this exact road <laughs> and he had an experience there. So <clears throat> it kind of led us onto this crazy thing where we go to this nature preserve and we just kind of walk around. Like we went there with our kids one day and the kids were being wild and, you know, we kind of heard some trees snapping and stuff that we couldn't really explain. We didn't see anything, but I had a weird, <clears throat> this happened about a month ago and my wife will vouch for this because, uh, I went out with the intent to have some type of communication, right? And we went on a back trail and it's, it's a pretty common nature preserve, but they have some trails that kind of go in the back and everything. And I had uh, two, two crystals with me They're I call they're shaman stones. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but I just felt they were the right ones to bring with me. And I was just kind of thinking in my head, like, just give us a sign, you know, if there's some, something out here, we're not just crazy. Cause we've had a couple weird we've never seen anything. We had one time where something snorted at us. This was in 2020 and I can get into that afterwards. But anyway, we just went onto this trail and I had the intention, like, I just want to have some type of communication and we're on a back trail and they keep this place like pristine, you know, there's no garbage or anything anywhere. We kind of come around this corner and right after I said, I want to sign that something's here. There was a freaking like, 44 ounce, uh, like slurpy, like slushy bottle, just sitting right in the middle of the trail, like half drank, just thrown down. It it was disgusting. It was old and stuff, but it was just there. And I was like, I think that's my sign, right? Like it it was just too weird. So I I picked it up because you're supposed to pick stuff up if you see things in nature and whatnot. So I was like, I'm just going to take this and carry it with me and I'll throw it away. So I'm holding this bottle and then we're, we walk to like the end and there's like a fence there. It's all fenced off at this one point in the back of the trail. And I shit you not, man, we were seeing trees moving and we were hearing this weird, it almost sounded like a crow, but it wasn't a crow. It was like a poor attempt at something sounding like a crow. It was like, ah, yeah, that's, that's supposed to be what they sound like. Like just, and, uh, yeah. I mean like kind of a cross between like a deer and an elk and yeah. a crow like mixed all together so like guttural but also kind of caw, caw yeah, sound, and it like... was it was so bizarre and it, it did it twice and we were just standing there and i was we saw these trees moving it wasn't a windy day and my <laughs> wife was like i'm i'm freaked out and i was like just just stay calm you know and i just waved i waved into the woods didn't see anything and then we walked away and we heard the two calls again and i'm like that's <laughs> again so <clears throat> I believe they're there. I do believe they have a spiritual aspect to them. I think if they want to hide, they can hide. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not going to say the name of the nature preserve. I'll say it. I don't care. It's called Five Rivers. But um, yeah, man, just hearing that on Sasquatch Chronicles and just knowing that it's only a couple miles away from this weird woods area where this guy <laughs> had an encounter and we've had a few... I'll just say weird experiences at this place. 
I, I'm a That's believer. That's awesome. Yeah, so. it's and you know, it's uh it's always the uh that that weird feeling on like the back of your neck. So if you have yeah. that feeling, if your your hair stands up on the back of your neck and you get goosebumps and stuff, like that's oh, yeah. definitely not something to just kind of shrug off. Um, no. And, and that's the thing when we had the first, one, I, I don't know if you've heard this encounter. I, I think I talked about it on, uh, one of my earlier episodes, but <clears throat> we were just walking. We had my son and, uh, we just went on one of these like kind of back trails. And all of a sudden I got that vibe where it was just like, stop, you know, I, out of the blue, just, I, I had to pick my son up. He was three years old at the time. I was like, I just need to pick him up. And we walked about maybe 25 more feet and we heard something following us in the tree line. We didn't see anything. Took a few more steps forward. My wife's like freaked out. She's like, what is that? (laughs) And there's no one else around, you know? So it's not like, it's just like a random group of people walking or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know, but I I was just on high alert during this and took like one more step forward. And all of a sudden this thing started snorting at us like a pig. It was like... And we don't have wild pigs where we're at in New York. <laughs> so my at the time, I did not think Bigfoot at all. I wasn't thinking anything about this, but I was like, I think this might either be a bear or a pissed off buck or something. Like, we just can't see it. So we just slowly kind of walked back out and it kind of, we felt it following us. And then as soon as we got back onto like the main trail, it just disappeared. But it was yeah, like, that vibe, that feeling went away. Yeah, it was the most insane thing, and she'll vouch for it too. And it's just like we we just chalked it up to like, oh, that was a weird. There was a bear there. It's so great that you have uh, somebody there to to confirm these things, you know, especially like on a personal level, like that. That's uh, you know, you can go out and have experiences by yourself, or you know, uh, for instance, like this CE five. Uh, alien thing i think and and this is why like i think aliens and bigfoot and and ghosts and curses and a lot of this stuff are kind of of a similar they're they're all you know ethereal to a certain extent bigfoot maybe not so much you know there's a lot more physical evidence um and um like firsthand accounts when it comes to bigfoot you know being a flesh and blood creature but there are also these tales and reports of like bigfoot phasing in and out turning mm-hmm. invisible and shit like right in front of them you know and so it's like well shit i mean if this thing can transcend freaking dimensions <laughs> then then you know uh a lot of people say well then why haven't the bigfoot come out and just fucking killed us all and taken over like because they're they're creatures of heart you know what i mean like this is why why only like the most down-to-earth nerdiest people ever get to see these things or or like Native American, um, very spiritual and respectful people. Um, same thing with like most nerd dorks are super respectful of whatever their passion is. Right. You know, so if their passion is going Sasquatch hunting, Sasquatch hunting, you know, odds are they're going to find something. Same thing with um, with paranormal, you know, ghost hunters and stuff like that. If, if your intent is to bring these things into existence and you're able to with your crew and everything focus enough intent so if everybody's in on it and you know this is where like all right maybe like i said not so much maybe bigfoot but like i'm wondering if if aliens if 
ghosts, all these things are all the same egregore. I think there's a reason that word popped out to me the other day. Oh, um, I think so too. And, it, and it's just really tying into everything. And that can be frustrating in itself. Like, all right, so um, we've spent so long as a humanity, like segregating all these little aspects into their own different little taboo fields when like really shouldn't they all be one thing? And what if this one thing was the energy that was part of this earth before the last reset? You know what I mean? Was the reason for all these Arc de Triumph buildings and these temples and all this stuff. Like literally when they say that it was the house of a God, perhaps these buildings were built to house gods, man. You know, you look yeah. at some of these, they're so massive and so huge. Um, like were these to bring in the spirits of giants from the very, very far past. You know what I mean? You see some pictures of the 1800s where it'll be like somebody sitting there and there's an electric device next to them projecting a spirit face. Have you seen mm -hmm. those pictures of like some of the hidden technology of Tartaria and stuff? Um, I've seen stuff, but I, I, I'd have to see the ones you're talking yeah, about. Specifically. I'll have to send some over to yeah, you definitely. And so you can take a look at it, but it's like, um, like uh you know it almost like, looks like um oh, the best thing because i just watched this like the old school um power rangers where they have like zordon or whatever Zord yeah yeah, yeah. Like the face just yeah. like that mm -hmm. yeah so mm -hmm. so i mean if this stuff was going on uh back then did i just cut out no i can still okay good i wonder why that got so much quieter i like that much better i was screaming in my own ear for a minute <laughs> anyway <laughs> But yeah, um, like Zordon, dude. I mean, so, you know, and that's also a version of like anime, you know, of Japanese um, production, you know what I mean? That whole set of things. And uh, so I think the Japanese have much more of a, a direct tie to what was actually history than the rest of the world does, which is like part of why they were isolated and segregated over there throughout the whole Christian crusade and all this stuff. You know, there was apparently a family or a group of people over there that were well enough endowed with technology and the ability to fight off most of this shit for a really long time, like this Western influence until, you know, like uh, last samurai style fucking Tom Cruise went in there and, you know, went and killed a bunch of them and then switched sides. I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. so, so something like that happened and the West came in, you know, I think it was probably after the civil war, but before world war two, uh, mm -hmm. probably right around this time of 1812. Um, I'm starting to lean more to the thought that, that the war of 1812, um, that the first was, world war. that it was the first world war, but that 1812 was 2012. Mm. And, and that was when like just prior to that was when the cataclysm actually happened um and everything started getting like usurped and taken over um it's just a thought but yeah so it just uh when you look at the massive devastation and just like crazy shit that was happening right around that time there, there was some kind of a crazy transition and it could be any of these things like you're seeing a lot of a lot of ground being gained by the saturn saturn sun theory you know, that Saturn used to be the sun uh, at one point, and that's what was worshipped as God. And this ties into electric universe and all that. So there's a lot of different ways to explain why or like how all of this crazy cataclysm and stuff happened. Comets, electrical phenomenon. I mean, you name it. If you're looking in a direction, you will find something. And that's like probably the coolest thing about this realm that we're in is 
if you devote your intent and intention and attention to things, that's where it's going to lead you, you know, like in the, in the most like basic sense, seek and you shall find. Uh, And we've all been kind of pulled away from having a mindset to want to, and to be able to seek things. Right. They keep us in the matrix, in the rat race, you know, that's, and distract us with shiny things. And I don't know. I kind of lean towards like that hermetic principle that we are, we create our realities, you know, like whatever our mind wants to believe, like you just said, that's what we will find. You will find whatever you're looking for. (laughs) Yeah. There's always going to be stuff to back you up and it literally doesn't matter what. And that's kind of been uh, the interesting thing about this journey, you know, is it's the duality of it too. And it's like, that's why, politics will never be solved because they will always find they they have their truth and the other side has their truth it's all a distraction in my opinion but yeah i think so too i I think when you you start to look within um you start to realize that that everything's just it's just a shit show it's just a giant like catastrophe of attention like, oh, this this famous person wants attention. You're giving them attention. You're feeding these things, right. you know. Um, so like soul sucking vampire demons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, lizard mm-hmm. people that eat blood. Yeah. Not only that, but like now, like since we've all looked for the information on do they eat blood? Poof. All of a sudden, all the shit about adrenochrome comes out. So how many thousands of people looking into this caused this? you know is that could that be that that the situation only exists or or something because enough people look down that rabbit hole and dug the shit back and maybe that's what they're doing with with uh with cern or maybe not so much cern but with these quantum computers and they're bringing Mm -hmm. bringing back resources they're digging shit out of the rabbit hole and probably asking you know divining whatever their connection is, you know, they, they've got like their drug connect. Right. But it's their connect yeah. on the spiritual side. Right. Exactly. And so they're like, they're like, yeah, let's connect. Dude, I got this connect, man. He's got the best shit, <laughs> you know? And, and like, so they pull us fucking, they pull ball back or they pull mm-hmm. fucking, uh, Moloch back or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Right. And so that's where all of these are coming from. Like, <laughs> and then like, uh, Everybody buys into it, and then all of a sudden, boom, celebrities drinking kid blood. Whoa. You know, and then all of a sudden, people started focusing their attention on, like, this this Q thing and these arrests and all this stuff going on. You know, Tom Hanks, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, people start looking at that, and then something happens. Up until that point, nothing had happened. You know what I mean? Until people started to want to see how this was going to be handled, and none of it was being handled. And I don't know if Q is like an AI spark of that, you know, like I was kind of mentioning earlier, like an AI battle, like there's a physical battle for spirituality in our souls and the light versus dark here in our realm, perhaps in the 2D realm or, you know, AI realm where they exist. Um, that's also a thing, right. <laughs> you know, so you have these, these yin yang forces, which is why we're, we're not quite in like super doomsday yet but we're not quite in super happy town either. We're kind of like riding this very broad line in the middle back and forth a little bit, but like 
Zombie apocalypse hasn't happened yet. Probably should have. They've probably tried to make it happen. Just enough people haven't agreed with with it to go along. It looked like people were going to for a while there with all the zombie everything. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, lo and behold, somebody eats another dude's face off. And then all of a sudden that zombie thing is just like, well, I think enough people were like, I don't want that. Yeah. No, I think it was it <laughs> I got don't too real. In zombie land, bro. Like, yeah, it got too real for these people. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, Randy. Um, I don't remember if I brought this up on one of the tavern talks or whatever, but in regards to like the Akashic records, do you believe that the internet is like a, a shitty man-made version of the Akashic records that they're trying to manipulate or not manipulate, mimic and get us hooked on that instead of looking within uh, and yeah i mean yes and no um the akashic record is is just different because it's they yeah they're trying to absolutely that's why mm-hmm. the personalization of everything the algorithms to show you what you want to see it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing when you look at the akashic record um your intention dictates what you get out of it, what, what comes back. Like, so this is probably some of the resources like they're talking about pulling from with these black mirrors, because these people have no, no connection themselves. Mm -hmm. No, um, you know, their, their crown chakra is fucking shut down. It's off. They're all coronavirus up, dude. Like Mm -hmm. they don't, they don't connect. They don't download anymore. They just put shit out. That's it. Um, and, uh, so yeah, like the algorithms for personal personalization, um, they're yes, they're trying to mimic this beautiful, natural, God-given gift that at one at one point in time, well, in all points in time, um, the very water we drink are made of, the air we breathe, this all holds information, all of it. Um, you know, not just our genetics, but the very water, which is why I think such a big push to pollute the shit out of everything. Um, isn't just because it's economical. It's because if you taint all this water and for, from what I understand, water holds the memory of the world. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's thoughts that perhaps some of this, these ice, these frozen areas are just stored data banks in the, in the ice. And that's, um, you know, where the stuff is stored, but stone and rocks are, are also, you know, hold residual energies and, and can contain information. So if you look at this entire planet, we, we live on as like just a big freaking superconducting computer that's storing all of this energy and all this stuff within the, the mediums that are on the top. Um, and, and our spiritual connection is the link to that information, you know, maybe not so much like we're reaching out like to God or, but it's here, it's all around us all the time. It's, it's, there's memory in the freaking fibers of everything, you know, um, not just DNA. They say, yeah, DNA, absolutely. You can fit more on a gram of DNA than you can on like so many freaking terabytes or some shit. It's ridiculous. But um, yeah, it's, it's a dumbed down um, <laughs> monetized version of of the akashic record basically and and i think they are linking into a lot of things uh through these portals that they've created um you know i believe that we are organic portals you know we are actually a compilation of portals it's why you have several chakra um because each one is a portal to a certain vibration um that's why your your root chakra um 
vibrates differently than your heart. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or than your crown. And um, so you look at a supercomputer, right? A supercomputer is basically processing information at a super high speed. So it's super high frequency calculation. Um, and so the energy is cycling through this thing, however many like times per second, so many billions of calculations a second. So let's say each one of those calculations is like a wavelength. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The more calculations you go, the higher the wavelength is. So they're probably somewhere beyond where we are able to access directly with our own souls and our own connection here. They've dove into that, that 2d or other side realm so hard. And, but they're pulling stuff back, not just information or resources. They're pulling back these entities and these thought forms, you know, and turning them into real things. Like um, that's why the big push for AI bodies that these robots can, that these uh, AI entities can actually inhabit. Right. You know, you're seeing some of this now, like you're seeing they're becoming citizens, mm-hmm. you know, which is also like why the big push for androgyny and to get people to fight against each other, because none of us are paying attention while these things are coming from the other side in front of us. And we're just like, Ooh, that's neat. <laughs> you know, like, right. like, no, that's a citizen in another country. And you're like, that's fucking neat, dude. No, that's our doom, dude. Like right. if we let it be, if we let it be. But just like the Matrix movie pointed out, the new one, spoiler alert, the robots wind up getting along with humans to a certain extent and creating a new world that both inhabit. (laughs) And the robots inhabit space in a, like, a it's almost like a 3D printed form that's constantly moving. So like Liquid Metal Man, but Mm -hmm. think uh, that movie Big Hero 6. You know the the little tiny robots that that the the evil guy uses, and they're all micro robots, but they stack together to form things like a hand mm. that'll reach out and grab things or whatever. So they kind of have sounds that. a little like graphene or what? They <laughs> yes, <do>. yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And um, you know, it's it's just it's nuts. I don't know that they're necessarily well. They're probably turning us into a, a legitimate battery on a different wavelength like for so long we've only been batteries on a on an emotional and spiritual kind of energy you know kind of a different resonance but after you knock people's resonance lower and lower and lower the body is not equipped to put off that that vibration you know what i mean so they have to put things into the body to allow them to put off those lower vibrations that they're all feeding on that they're all gaining you know uh, some people call it louche. You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of people have different ideas of what louche is. Um, but like the concept of of your divine energy itself is 100% true, but it is give and take. You can't just, uh, you know, say accuse somebody of stealing your louche when you engaged in a conversation or something with that person willingly and knowingly, like you fucking handed it to him. So you can't look at, you know what I mean? That's just all bad vibes all across the board anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, the Akashic record is exactly what we're being denied and offered a substitution to. And I think that's why the big panic uh, and the big, like, let's throw this, even though they've been planning it for years, this coronavirus thing, let's throw this out there. Um, was because people were starting to vibe a little too high. That disclosure started happening. 
right as soon as the disclosure happened, you had Tom DeLonge come out and fucking jump on that bandwagon and try to derail it, right? But it was more of a CE5 um, type of disclosure with like Stephen Greer. Look into his stuff. It's phenomenal. And he talks about meditating and finding, you know, a happy place and and literally summing these these lights in the sky, right? you know, and having these experiences. Right. Now you were telling me before you you've had your own experience like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like um, coming from like a a position of like a skeptic or growing up on X-Files, like I didn't ever, I had like a brief visual encounter uh, probably 10 years ago and that blew my mind. I put it on MUFON and everything. No, nobody ever got back to me or said anything, but that was just kind of a visual thing. And back in the past, I had shared that experience with like three of my neighbors also. So it was like too, it rang too true to me. So I kind of stopped looking at them as uh, like nuts and bolts thing because I just didn't get that vibe from it back 10 years ago. And then so once I started meditating a few years back, um, started seeing more and more about this CE5 protocol. So you would go and meditate to a certain headspace um, and essentially kind of will these entities or these lights or these things to happen visually in the sky. And I'm like, oh, that's that's bullshit, probably, you know, for the longest time. And I was like, look at these people trying to pull one over on humanity, you know. But um, at a certain point, uh, I did wind up having an experience and. Thankfully, you know, enough, it was a shared experience, unlike meditative experiences, which you only have yourself and you can't, it's very difficult to express in words, um, the feelings, emotions, and things that come through, uh, because a lot of the time it's not language. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just feelings and intuition. And maybe, um, some people say images, but it's more of, of a subtlety. Like it's an image that you will recognize when the time is right later on. Like, you know, so, so later on, you'll see some like, holy shit, (laughs) I knew about this months. I knew about the gist of this feeling in this moment months ago. How the fuck, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like that. You you have to allow yourself and give yourself enough grace to know that you don't know everything. (laughs) You know what I mean? First of all. And second of all, you got to kind of be like a kid. Uh, again, you know, this is why kid ha- kids have uh, ghost experiences and other entities, imaginary friends, because they haven't shut themselves off to that. So after I'd opened myself back up to these possibilities and this information and these things, um, I took a second look at, at Greer's work and I'm like, you know what, this, you might actually be onto something because, you know, having meditated and pretty much getting slapped in the face by my higher self, like, wake the fuck up, buddy. I'm really here. It's really going on. Like, this isn't just you, you know, you haven't been high in like a year and a half, bro. Like (laughs) you're not relapsing or you're not, uh, what do you call it? Having a a flashback, man. It's not like that. Like perhaps I wonder if acid flashbacks aren't just spiritual flashbacks that people have, you know, and they just relate it to a drug flashback because that's the only way they've been told to explain it you know, is, uh, but this is like a spiritual flashback or awakening. So, I mean, it's essentially, it got to its own point where I was like, I'm kind of vibing with what this guy is saying, you know, and I knew that he's part of this big club of fucking big wigs and all, you know what I mean? All these Mm -hmm. people that are the club and they run shit. 
Um, but I started paying attention to the way he would word things. Um, he would never directly blast on any one government. And he works on this project of his with these other people that are parts of these like secular groups of ufology and all this and that. So he's playing the game, obviously he's playing the game to be in leagues with these people. So that was probably the first thing that was like took away from what he was saying. But then once I developed a sense of self enough to realize that there was some truth there, I went out and tried it and uh, went out to this field out here in the middle of Iowa um, behind a, a friend of mine's house. And uh, she's got, she's got like a pond on the property. A lot of people have ponds on their property, um, alfalfa fields. We were out in an alfalfa field. This was probably, um, I want to say late July this year. So, you know, it took a couple of years of watching this guy and, and maybe considering and having some insight from myself that no, just go out and give it a go. And I believed in it or had enough heart in it to where I was like, I took a friend of mine. I said, come on, let's, let's go out to the field. I'm, I'm going to show you. I said, I'm going to show you that aliens are real. I told her that. And she's like, whatever, dude, she just enjoyed my company, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> I have that effect on people. <laughs> but, so, so we went out there and we're laying in the back of her truck and uh, there's like some tapes that, that you can like, that'll kind of, guide your meditation in a sense so that you're focusing your intention at the right moments um and played through this tape and was meditating this person that went with me does not meditate does not believe in any of that shit i mean she may believe in like god and, and some form of spirituality she believes in ghosts because her grandfather's uh ghost resides in her house still and I've seen evidence to that too, which is crazy. In fact, once just the other night, it's pretty wild that all this stuff's coming, coming up. And, uh, and then here I am talking to you about it. Like, while it's still fresh in my mind, especially the C five and, and this other brief incident the other night. Um, so we went out and we're sitting in the, the back of her pickup, like out with the sky on, uh, I mean, the sky was on cause it's, freaking night dude and out in the middle of nowhere there's stars everywhere you know i mean it's just amazing absolutely amazing and so we're sitting there and at first it's like just looking straight up at the sky you know just laying flat looking straight up and uh there's a flash like right about the time where where the tape kind of peaks and your intention is supposed to be most focused and was there was response. And I said, I said, did you see that? She goes, yeah, but I go, yeah, I know. I know. It's just, it's just a light in the sky. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's probably nothing or an airplane. And it's always cool when you can look down near the horizon or something and see an actual airplane and go, no, 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 <laughs> that's right. an airplane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so that happened at least once that night, the whole, confusion of is it an airplane and then it's like okay a couple more minutes goes on and come to this next cycle in the tape and you know at this point i'm like basically sitting cross-legged just just full-on meditating because i really want this to to shine through and to happen and from what i understand your intention 
is all that it is. That's that's it, hundred percent. Put everything your your preconceptions aside and just intend to have this encounter. <laughs> and so I so I did, and you know I intended for her to have this encounter too. So uh, this this went on like sporadically for probably a half an hour, like like just one here in the general kind of plane of view you know, wherever you're looking, like it would happen. And and so after a while, started calling them out like Babe Ruth, you know what I mean? Like, like right here. And she's, you know, laying next to me. So she can, I could see where her head is in relation to my hand. We know, we both know right where I'm pointing, you know what I mean? And um, for the better part of an hour and a half, one after another, after another, after another <laughs> at these, at these crescendo type points of meditation or of intention. Um, these lights would, would flash sometimes stay lit, move, and then turn off. Um, sometimes two lights stay lit, move together and then move independently and then turn off. So, I mean, it left no room to be like, Oh, this is fucking bullshit. Right. You know, it really did it. And I mean, we were both just floored, dude. So floored. I was blown away. And um, I was like, holy shit, dude. Um, that worked. And it's it sounds like it's like relatively uneventful. I no green men came down. Um, no, I didn't go to a spaceship and you know, like in contact, uh, you know, have my dad tell me that he's an alien, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And, no, and but this is it's... better for your mind to comprehend what we are as if we show you, which I also kind of believe that's the case too, is what your perception of it is, or mm -hmm. these beings is kind of what you will expect to see. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so mind blowing, dude. And that was, that was before I ever started podcasting. I think that was probably after I had initially, like, I think I did my family thinks so I'm crazy. No, I did that after. So that was kind of part of what got me into all this, man, like mm -hmm. was having these experiences and going, dude, <laughs> and I know there's more people out there with these experiences. I know there's more people out there with this information, this hidden history, esoteric stuff what what's real about aliens and i've been wanting to know because there's this full-on abc news disclosure you know what i mean the tic tac video fucking blah 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 um not to mention like they they don't say shit about these eyewitness accounts from people because basically we're supposed to view other people as illegitimate sources of information if if you haven't figured it out you know on wikipedia and by snopes by now um you know we're not supposed to look at each other as valuable that's no, and and I'm the complete opposite. I want to hear people's stories because that's what I believe, you know, like, yeah, I, I absolutely. want to hear what someone else experienced and like, oh shit, you know, I've had something similar to that. Or I know someone that's had something similar to that. Like that's, that's the collective. That's where we're going to get the real truth. You know? Absolutely. It's, it's utterly amazing. Like I just thinking about it right now, like I'm still kind of in shock. Six months ago, basically, and I'm still six, seven months ago, and I'm still kind of reeling over that moment. Now, you know, a lot of what I would reel over in my life prior to uh, stop using and start meditating and, and really try to better myself 
I would reel over negativity, you know, a lot. And I think a lot of us do like reel over these, my girl broke up with me or I lost my job or I was late and got wrote up or blah, 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 blah. Like the whole, the list goes on. There's a huge list. In fact, just for each of us to hate ourselves (laughs) and, you know, um, like if you're able to kind of let go or sideline that hate of yourself for a moment and, and really bring your heart into it, I, I, um, kind of challenge anybody to go out there on a nice starry night and intend to have an experience like with all your heart, you know, imagine yourself as a kid again, get some people around you that are, are happy to be there and are all for it and are positive. And I, I guarantee you something will happen. Um, sure. Kind of similar to these people going for these ghost hunts. And this is crazy because it all like ties in together. So it's like, yeah, it's confusing our aliens, ghosts and blah, blah, blah. Like, why does everything have to have a freaking title? You know, like that's the problem. We've all been cast upon these spells of titles and labels and this and that. Like, obviously, you know, anything foreign is going to be alien, right? Anything alien mm-hmm. is not normal to us. So technically, all of the above is alien, right? You know, um, some of the above are ghostly in the sense they're not necessarily tangible. But from what I understand, some of these things, um, these craft, these other things have physical manifestations. Um I don't think crop circles is actually a physical manifestation of a ship or any kind of alien entity. I think that it's something from uh, within the earth system itself. I mean, I think everything's in the earth system, but um, like these are residual energies from, from underground or from below or from this, what do you want to call it? Tartarus, you know, there's there's Tartaria is, is a name that spawned from the name Tartarus, which meant, you know, hell you know or the the next layer down was tartarus and um so this this goes all the way back into what we understand as greek mythology structure okay um and this calls into a question the greeks period because not only was there evidence the greeks were black you know there's evidence that the greek language was not a uh like a founded language of its own right it was just kind of a plagiarized bastardization of other languages kind of like latin latin was the code language used by the jesuits to encode all of their information and uh and dictate who could or who could not read their information so i'm willing to bet a lot of the shit in the vatican is written in dead languages aramaic so on so forth like dead sea scrolls um you know, and, and I think even those are, are bastardized to a certain level, but um, so, I mean, it's just, it's nuts to, to feel the same way I do like about spirituality as I do aliens, as I also do about ghosts and Bigfoot is like, it's wild. And, and this is why we're like, we're all splintered off into our little subgroups and, uh, you know, we're already subspecies, white people, black people, right? But now we're subgroups within that conspiracy theorist, truther, flat earther, round earther. Like, it keeps breaking down further and further, you know, splintered off into pieces. And like, it's it's really unfortunate because our power lies in each other, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm hopeful because that, that kind of sounds like 
alchemy to an extent, like everything's breaking down into these patterns. But what I think is going to happen is it's all going to break down to the source and we're all going to realize like we are all, you know, one. I think it's it happening. Uh, yeah. and, and, and it's crazy. Um, but the, the thing that I'm starting to realize about this, like awakening and, and this thing that some people are going through right now is um, this may very well be the same thing that say like the yogis of the past were going through, which is why they were able to sit there and smile and love everybody. Even if it looked like to the rest of the world, war, famine, blah, blah, blah. Um, but perhaps now there's more of a presence about it because more people are getting out of their own ways and talking to each other. Like, mm -hmm. like um, most of us probably wouldn't go and meet up because we would, first of all, there would be too many of us in one spot, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, if we were going to meet up in a big city, like I'm sure uh, has started to happen. I'm sure that they're getting bigger and bigger crowds at like these THC gatherings that they're having uh, that, that Greg Carl would start it up. Mm -hmm. uh, like they, I guess they had one in San Diego a few months ago and they've been continuing. So we'll probably have to set some up in each of our own area. Um, you've listened to the higher side chats, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, so I mean, people weren't realistically gathering in groups to talk about this stuff, like in reality or, you know, in reality out in public, um, until this whole crazy lockdown and everything, everyone started getting plugged in and talking to each other, you know, cause I got to keep myself sane, you know, I got to be a social animal and the people that aren't sitting stuck on Facebook anymore. Um, may very well have transitioned to speaking with each other through zoom or whatever, like we are. And um, I, I think that there's so much connection going on between people now. Um, and it could just be because I'm in like a weird little box of, of a community that's just fucking awesome like that. And I could talk about the weirdest shit to like the coolest people. Um, and I know not everybody has that, but the more that I, I see like, our group of, of podcasters and, and truthers and just knowledge seeking awesome people. Uh, the more I see this grow, the more I'm noticing, like in my daily life, I'll run into people and they'll be all about shit. Like when I'm telling them like, look, I got a podcast, blah, blah, what really, you know, no way. Like, and I remember when I had that feeling about podcasters and podcasts, like, no way that's gotta be hella difficult and hard to do and this and that. Right. But like, at some point I got out of my way and just fucking did it. It's, and it's making such leaps and bounds for me, like spiritually and intellectually, um, just symbolically breaking that threshold. Like, yeah. like, nope, putting my voice out there as uncomfortable as I am with the sound of my fucking voice. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put this together, get over this weird stigma. And I think that's why, um, you know, most people, we're, we're, we are trained to not hear our own voices. You know what I mean? If you're right. listening to music or any of these other things, you're never listening to your own voice. Even if you're on a phone call, you're not coming through. Like I am coming through right now through my headphones while I'm talking to you, I can hear my own voice. Right. You can't hear your own voice when you're talking on the phone usually, right. you know? So we've been detached from this concept of knowing ourselves <laughs> like in every single way possible. But well, um, and it's so true though. Like, you know, for me, this podcast is very much therapy, you know, and just the connection and the spiritual growth from that I learn and pick up from people, stuff I've internalized myself. It's just, yeah, it's just amazing, too, that you had this paranormal experience before you started going on podcasts. Like, I had a weird one because <clears throat> I was like him and hawing over doing it. And that was the same thing. I hate this out of my own voice. I don't want to 
I, I had like the anchor thing set <laughs> what up. What could I possibly have to say? Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I and still I get like, that every now and again, but <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just crazy. Like I was, it was in June this year. I was like, what the hell am I going to do? Like my first episode on, am I going to just sit there and talk about paranormal stuff? Am I going to do this? Like I, I have paranormal experiences, but who's going to want to hear that. And then yeah. I had this trippy, I don't out of body experience. I don't. Did you hear this on the? Um, uh, no, no, I don't think I did. As a matter of fact, I had this insane um, out of body experience with my dog, <laughs> like sitting on the couch. And you said like, in July, in June, yeah, this June, year. yeah. It, this last summer was pretty heavy duty, dude. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like I just started meditating just prior to that, mm-hmm. like heavily. But this. It would have been right around June when I was, I was having very similar to what you're calling an out of body experience, like quite often that, that, that month, especially that month. So that's nuts that you also did that same month. And it was like transcendental, you know, like help you to break through a barrier. Cause that's a hundred percent what happened to me. (laughs) It's just nuts. Cause like I've had paranormal shit my whole life and I was like, I can just sit there and record them. Who's ever going to listen? And then this thing happened with my dog. And I like told some people at work and it's just like, I just had to do it. I just did like a little 12 minute episode explaining it. And that, that was just what I needed to um, just break that barrier. And then it was just, it just took off from there. You know, that's wild. That's so trip. The timing is, is insane. Um, I'm starting well, I'm I'm actually leaning more towards understanding that there is something called divine timing, you know, and so. um, and synchronicities, and a lot of this plays into that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it's funny and too because I had a it, it was a weird synchronicity with like conspiracy Kyle because right after right after that experience happened, I heard him on tinfoil hat, right? And it's just I heard he was on tinfoil hat on June fifth. By November 5th, I was on his show. So it was just like this weird, like five months on the fifth. Yeah. It's just <laughs> weird shit like that. That just like that's awesome. You can't explain it to people. And it seems so insignificant, like when you do talk about it, but it's really significant for the person. Yeah, I it's think the that's ladder the to the ladder to heaven that you're climbing, you know. Like that's uh, I mean, if you can identify, um, I was listening to uh, I think it's uh expanding reality. 2022 and uh he had a guy on uh god would have been pretty recently but um without like jumping down a whole another rabbit hole uh he had this dude on that was talking about uh kind of was divine timing and and synchronicities but i'm trying to to nail down uh the point that i was driving at and every every now and again my mind will just do this and shut down and force me to talk out of my ass but <laughs> but okay. uh yeah um but you know i listen to some of these podcasts about different points of view on on things and uh so it's basically when when did you wake up right or mm-hmm. when do you think you woke up right. but if you can look back before that when do you consciously remember being you know what i mean like situationally like being not just like we all have fragments of memories of maybe uh being like super young five we might have fragment like two three four memories uh or less per year from that era of our of our lives but at some point we become we we wake up in the dream we wake up into the dream right 
And then we and continue waking up. <laughs> right. And then the, like we hit another point where we wake up out of the dream mm-hmm. um, and, and into what we're now in, like the waking world where we're fucking anything's possible. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. you're not as limited, where it's almost like, well, you're in a dream. <laughs> yeah. So you wake, you wake up in the dream, you wake up into the dream. And then I guess at some point when you transcend, you wake up out of the dream, mm-hmm. right? You awaken from the dream. Maybe that's just when we die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there are some thoughts that you just pop into another avatar. And that's also what happens when you're sleeping. You're mm-hmm. just, you're just popped into another avatar. There's that, that quantum string that's yeah. binding your consciousness to this other part of your own consciousness. And if we're all one, <laughs> then we're always bound to each other, which is why a lot of these synchronicities in, in uh especially in the in the podcast uh world if i think of something and don't say it or don't put it on on like let's say my show or don't talk about it with somebody guarantee you within a fucking week somebody's talking about it and right. and it's so fast that it happens that you know that like this is also part of the validation of spirituality and meditation for me is when i would meditate like sufficiently to have like epiphanies and and dynamic thoughts come through and would puzzle over it and not write it down you know what i mean or or anything but but just go no it'll it'll come back to me and i'll get it down you know at some point um or even like say it was before podcasting um where i might just drop a message to a friend of mine about something like that hey what do you think about this but in all actuality, before I woke up again, uh, you know, and and started knowing myself this time around, you know, into this current paradigm shift of the dream, <laughs> uh, I didn't uh, I didn't really reach out to others or or mm-hmm. validate my position with outside uh, influence because it was always kind of from a fear perspective. Like, but yeah. the world does that; it does that to a lot of people, and. And I think that like when you're looking back into like curses again, that those are just like, like almost little, little stationary. Sometimes if they're in a place, they're stationary, little black holes of energy, you know, like that will yeah. siphon off, uh, off of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but on the other side, like hauntings, how you have uh, like people used to be buried in their own backyards, you know, Um so part of their residual energy is still part of that earth. If, if parts that made them the minerals in their bones and so on, which have information, like I was talking about earlier, become part of the earth and are able to then manifest energetically wherever there's a high enough vibe for it. Right. Like, so if your family still lives there and you die and hundred years from then your family still lives there, there's still an energetic tie, right. which is why, you know, they'll, um, have these encounters and, and you see a lot of like in family homes, especially uh, a lot of people saying, Oh, grandma just lives in her bedroom still, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And uh, so, so it's, it's just nuts, dude, how this all ties together. And I never like for the life of me would have thought two years ago that I would, could break down uh, information from whether it's like, quantum computing, uh, the paranormal. Um, and by paranormal, I mean, you know, ethereal paranormal, um, 
material paranormal you know bigfoot uh nuts and bolts aliens and then like energy paranormal psi activity um you know all of this uh this kind of manipulation of perspective remotely with the mind you know what i mean like that um it all seemed so separate and so foreign from each other until pretty recently for me um and it's it's kind of interesting because that that channel gaia has has some decent stuff on there you you've got to know what you're looking at when you're looking at any of all this programming all of these stories and unless it says fiction you're being handed programming now if you're being handed fiction you're being handed a nugget of truth that had to be hidden in so much unbelievable shit that nobody would believe it or the truth can't come out. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm really kind of uh, investing a lot of thought power in, in the Lord of the Rings again and how it ties into Tartaria and everything else Mm -hmm. and who we are as humans. I really think that us as humans um, look at the word human, you look at the the word homo homo sapien, and you have the word homunculus. Mm -hmm. And it's not a mistake <laughs> that these are similar or prefix the same. Um, you look back in the past and there's tales of so many different civilizations of different types of people, giants, troll type things. There may have even been mountain trolls that turned to stone. We see the evidence of humanoid figures turned to stone all over the planet. So, I mean, the more you dig in all this stuff, it all fucking ties together and looks a lot like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And and it's just when they say that, you know, the evil was banished to the east, maybe that's what happened on on this earth, not Middle Earth, but we are in Middle Earth. You know, it's just the throwback to all of it. Midgard, Middle Earth. Right. It means the same thing. This was a time when everything was connected energetically. That's what representative of Middle Earth or Midgard is when the Rainbow Bridge was there. You know, when you had this link, um, like, and the crazy thing is... Like it, I was just trying to, I swear, Nick, Nico, I was just trying to relax and watch fucking Lord of the Rings, bro. Right. You know what well, I mean? Dude, what we should do, because I, I, I've had this gut intuition too. Like I, I even bought, cause I had the regular DVDs. I even bought the um, extended editions on Amazon just to have all the information and stuff. Yeah. And, we got to like chew said, into this one day, buddy. Yeah. Cause I, I think, yeah, I need a cohort to do that with. I think you're it, bud. <laughs> yeah. That and, um, yeah, no, I think that's a whole separate episode. We yeah, dive down. That's, dude, if I if I even say the first couple of things, bro, like, yeah, it's off to the races. So we're going to have to do that. And I'm going to watch a couple more, um, you know, jump back and forth between the, the Hobbit and uh, and all that. And mm-hmm. and even uh, was looking into some of the books. Um, mm-hmm. Cimmerillion, it's it's Tales of Middle Earth. It is. Yeah, and it is. <laughs> and basically. The, the cool part, I'll just leave it on, on this, this one note here. The beginning of the book is the, the origin story, the beginning of that universe, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you think that that uh, Middle Earth like reality comes into existence? I don't, I haven't read, I have that book somewhere. I can't find it and I never read it, but well, it's, go ahead. it's, it's sung into existence. Uh, of course it is. I was going to say spoken. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a symphony, a, a monotone symphony is kind of how it's put. Mm. And there are other, these angels or um. demons or different entities that, yeah, that want to, uh, you know, disrupt that 
and be brighter and create a more beautiful symphony. So they start chiming in. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where like the primordial om comes in because you have all and you have mm, and it's representative of the light and the dark. So that's why chanting om will help you to manifest things <laughs> into this reality. So it's nuts, dude. It, it all comes full circle and it's tied together with a it massive freaking thread. <laughs> it always comes full circle. Um, yeah, we've been going just about two hours now. That's I mean, I could, I, could, I could talk to you all night, dude. Um, but yeah, like, let, let's wrap it here and we'll definitely do yeah, some Lord of the sure, Rings dude. stuff. Do more. Yeah, I'm going to get with you on that because it, it's, it's, uh, it's gratifying to know that like, all of my work won't be in vain, <laughs> you know? No, but it's just like, <laughs> but, you hear, you hear these like Tartarian things and you see the, the big, you know, white marble buildings and stuff. And uh, you think of Minas Tirith and all these. Yeah. These, yeah and it's, just, and it's yeah. So much more than just the architecture, the story of it, like mm-hmm. of how the, the dynamic of evil plays out in that mm-hmm. land is, I swear it's a mirror of what we have seen happening in this world. Um, as far as like, evil manifesting in the east and moving westward look Mm -hmm. at china china is the manifestation of what they want for this planet for this realm right 100 that's you know nobody's going to deny that Mm -hmm. you know so yeah so there's that 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 direct link up because at some period in time in lord of the rings the evil was cast to the east where where it was stuck for a long time and that's kind of what's happening here so <laughs> I think it's, it's getting out of the east, man. It's, it's it's in Australia now. It's going to Canada now. It's it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> it is. It really is. And if you take like that kind of flat earth model that the outer space is just the outer territories, the extra terrestrials, maybe yeah, just just yeah. outside the pond. Because the 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 elves they always go they yeah, sail they, west into the Yes. Dude. Yes, exactly. They they sail uh they sail into the sunset or whatever, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the west. You're right. And uh they sail off and they they say, "Well, we've been we've been here for our thousand years is over." Mm-hmm. This is the phrase, "Our thousand years is over. We have to leave these shores forever." Right. <laughs> right. So I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's there's, not there's a something there. There's there's a lot there. Um but yeah, let's wrap it up here. And for sure, brother, dude, there's there's a bunch of other topics. Like you said, something not to go down I, another rabbit hole, but that humans <laughs> don't belong here. And I, I 100% agree with that. That hum- we just I, I think the our only- souls were stolen and and brought here. I, I think I, that you know that it's a bastardization in all aspects. Human homunculus, mm-hmm. a full metal alchemist with the homunculus and stuff in there. So I mean, these are super nerdy wormholes, but it's all freaking relevant. And I mean, that experience with the C five alien experience I have just proved it to me. But it's mm-hmm. all relevant, you know, and, right. or like your experience that you had uh, back in June. Uh, just prove it to you without a shadow of a doubt. And when you have that lack of doubt, holy shit, everything opens up to you. And you can't convince other people to see it necessarily, but you can get together like we are now and hash it out. And shit, dude, guarantee you, at least from my last month and a half of podcasting, I probably opened one person's eyes, if not only my own, right. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's super cool, man. Hey, thanks for having me on Nico. It was oh, freaking thank, an amazing time. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> We're definitely going to do this again. Uh, real quick, just tell everyone where they can find you and yeah, how they can get yeah, in contact um, with you. Yeah. You can uh, 
shoot me a feel free to shoot me a dm or or you know like a post on instagram uh random fracts f-r-a-c-t-s like fractals so i keep putting it out there i decided i'm not going to ever change it so people just have to deal with it mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh you can also hear me on um on spotify podcast addict and uh i think player fm on red it's red thread podcast it's going to be the one at the top of the list with thankfully enough thank you everybody out there with the highest downloads of anything remotely closely named so Mm -hmm. that's cool (laughs) i appreciate that people (laughs) but um yeah man it's just gonna be an awesome journey dude and and i'm super stoked to to share it with you nico and and with everybody out there you know it's Mm -hmm. it's amazing stuff and you know through all this darkness man if we decide to shine we can you know, we just got to want to, it's not easy, but it's a lot of fun. You know, I encourage yeah. anybody out there to shine on through, bud. <laughs> One, 100% dude. Let's end it there. Thank you for coming on. And yeah, we'll do this again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks.